Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. Is if you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that have grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. Pau Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. This week's edition of Sports Business Radio is presented by Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and enter promo code SBR. An underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Just go to underdogfantasy.com. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, we're gasless this week. It's just you and me uh, recapping Super Bowl 57. How are you? Doing good. And this is, uh, you know, this, the pre-Super Bowl uh, shows are always fun, but the post one is also fun because we got all the stats and the numbers and all the analytics and the fun stuff with us. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it was great having Peter O'Reilly from the NFL on last week. If you missed that show, he is the NFL executive responsible for overseeing all of the production of Super Bowl week, the game itself, the Apple Music halftime show. He has a big, big job. So uh, he took us behind the scenes. If you're interested in just event production at that scale, one of the biggest events in the world, I invite you to go back and listen to the interview with Peter O'Reilly. Um, all right, let's dig in. So Super Bowl 57 in Arizona, I would say by most people's account was a rousing success. And as we discussed last week, usually when Super Bowls do go to Arizona, it's good times and it's a good game. It's competitive and it is ratings gold, which we'll get to in a minute. But unless you've been under a rock, you know that the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 57, 38-35, close game. Um, Congrats to Peter O'Reilly and Jay Perry, the president of the Arizona Super Bowl host committee and her team for pulling off another flawless Super Bowl week. Um, So close calls in Arizona, we've talked about this before. Uh, Cowboys and Steelers in 1996, narrowly won by the Cowboys. Patriots and Giants in 2008. That's the David Tyree catch. And then Pats and Seahawks in 2015. Tom Brady narrowly defeating Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in a classic. And to this day, that Super Bowl in 2015 is the most watched Super Bowl of all time. All right. So that's the, you know, we gave you lots of stats last week too. Um, But Griggs, now going forward with all the information we're going to give you, you kind of keep that in in mind. So, all right, 
Here's Patrick Mahomes' updated resume. It's really incredible. So he's had five years in the NFL as a starter, which isn't very long. Five straight AFC championship games, five straight division titles, five straight 12-win-plus seasons, five straight Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl wins, two Super Bowl MVPs, and two NFL MVPs. And you want to guess how many people are in the two Super Bowl MVP and two league MVP or more club, Griggs? Who knows? I'd guess like uh, maybe three. You're right. Who are they? Mahomes and who are the other two? Tom Brady. Yep. And then probably like what, Starbuck or one of those guys? Joe Montana. Okay, Joe. Okay. So elite company that Patrick Mahomes is already in. Um, We'll talk about his marketability in a minute because this only helps it, right? Like he was at Disneyland or Disney World. You know, I want to go to Disney (laughs) after you win the Super Bowl. He was there with his wife and two kids. Um, We'll talk about that in a minute. But Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, who used to coach the Eagles, he's now in a group of rare company. How many NFL coaches, Griggs, have won two or more Super Bowls? That, I want to say, is more than the one you just did. I'm going to say five. Thirteen. Oh, wow. Thirteen NFL coaches in history have won two or more Super Bowls, Andy Reid is now in that group. Obviously, Bill Belichick sits atop of that mountaintop with six yeah. Super Bowl victories. But, you know, Andy Reid is in rare company now um, with two or more. You want to talk about marketing stars. Here are some of mine after the game. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's got his huge contract, as we discussed last week, the highest paid athlete in North American sports team sports. Um, He's going to only get more endorsements after this. The legend of Patrick Mahomes has grown. You're playing on the bad ankle. It looked like you weren't going to play the second half. You come out, you lead your team to, I think they scored on every drive. Yeah. In the second half. It's pretty good. Um, Andy Reid, you know, are we going to see him in more commercials? He's in some commercials with Mahomes for State Farm Insurance. Are we going to see Andy Reid doing more commercials now? I think it's there for him if he wants it. Jalen Hurts, maybe the best Super Bowl performance by a losing quarterback ever. Um, had three or more touchdowns, ran the ball, threw the ball, did everything you could ask other than have the ball at the end of the game. I'm not quite sure what that heave was at the end of the game that went like 25 yards instead of all the way to the end zone. That's where you could tell his shoulder was really hurting him. No pun intended. But, um, you know, he should be having more endorsement deals. I think he's shown this year he's an MVP candidate. He's a star. So he's already got a deal with the Jordan brand. Uh, What else is he going to get? And then it goes without saying the Kelsey brothers, right? They've got their podcast. They both are so personable. Um, If they want to do things separately or together, I think that's going to be sitting there for them as well. Is there anyone else that I didn't mention, Griggs, who you think 
comes out of this Super Bowl as a, a marketing star. Why not throw uh, the Kelsey's mom in the mix? I mean, she's a star. I mean, you could, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Her shoes and the outfit and the interviews pregame with Aaron Anders was just great. I mean, she's so likable and the big hugs after the game. What a cool story that is. So I think that whole family is, is marketable. But uh, I'm trying to think, I mean, Juju is charismatic. He had what a drive, that last drive, the last second half, he was he was the guy. I mean, they they figured out how to stop Kelsey a little bit and he was the guy. He made some crazy catches and uh, I think he's right there. Um you know, just, uh, man, Kansas City's got so many options and so many different uh, weapons. It's like Pacheco, I mean, he had an amazing game. He gets hurt, comes back in, runs a 40-yard run down, bouncing off of guys. I mean, uh, who's the guy that had that the That guy runs hard. Yeah, for, for a little guy. Like he's running downhill. Yeah, and then the, the, the punt return guy, forget his last name, uh, you know, running it down to the three-yard line that set him up for that next touchdown. I mean, Kansas City's just got a, a handful of marketable people that I think you might see bounce into the scene a little bit more now that they've uh, had that big game. Juju Smith-Schuster, interesting story. So he's doing an interview after the game. He's on a one-year deal with the Chiefs, and now he's a free agent. He found out during his interview that his performance in the Super Bowl and because his team won, he earned a million-dollar bonus. So you get your $182,000 from your share of the winning team for the Super Bowl, then you get a million dollars on top of it because you took a certain number of snaps and your team won the Super Bowl. So every box that he needed to check, he did. He got his million dollar bonus. He's now set to become a free agent. You would think he would parlay this win in this season into either a new contract with the Chiefs or with another team, but he's probably set to score. And I agree. Yeah, he's a star on social media. He's personable. That's a good addition, Griggs, to the list of, of marketable stars. All right. We talked about the TV audience for the Super Bowl, and it's always 100 million plus. It is the slam dunk every year of you're going to get a huge audience. So that's why advertisers paid $7 million just for a 30-second spot, just for the airtime. Well, Shortly before we started recording this, and I was hoping this would happen, Fox Sports, their PR department, just sent us the figures of the viewing audience for Super Bowl 57. Briggs, the third most watched TV show of all time. Of all time. That's the headline. Yeah, it's pretty good. Not bad. Um, The most streamed Super Bowl ever and the most streamed event in Fox Sports history and then are you sitting down for this the queen herself rihanna her halftime show apple music halftime show with rihanna 118.7 million people tuned in more people tuned in to watch the halftime show than the game itself that's all you need to know about rihanna who also became the first female billionaire and pregnant woman to perform the Super Bowl halftime show. And she was up pretty high in the air. I was a little nervous for her. Even if she hadn't been pregnant, I was nervous for her. I was at the last Arizona Super Bowl with Katy Perry, and I saw, you know, how they get them up there. And tell you what, these are brave performers to go up that high. If you have a fear of heights, you're not doing what Rihanna or Katy Perry did. So... Um, it was an impressive show. What did you think of the halftime show? 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Riri is just awesome. I mean, she's iconic. She nailed every song looked good. She looked great. I love how she, you know, kind of announced the uh, pregnancy in the show. I was watching with my son. I'm like, she looks pregnant. There's something there. I just got the vibe like she's pregnant. And then sure enough, afterwards, it all blows up. But yeah, I thought she was cool. I love the stage set. It was pretty simple. I use that in quotes, simple yeah. compared to some shows in the past. I think she went out there and just nailed her songs and sang. There wasn't a ton of, you know, instrumentation. There wasn't a bunch of extras. I kind of thought she might bring in some, you know, some no uh, cameos. Yeah, no cameos. One of the only Super Bowl halftime shows that I can remember might be the only one right. where there hasn't been a cameo. I thought Jay-Z might join her, especially because his Rock Nation partners with the NFL on selecting the talent for the halftime show and Jay-Z kind of discovered Rihanna. So yeah, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Um, I thought it's funny that, you know, her first song, she's mentioning LeBron and LeBron is there yeah. in one of the luxury boxes. But all right, Griggs, you want to hear another stat with yeah. the halftime show? Yeah. The first song, you could bet on which would be her first song and it was an upset, Griggs. 11 to 1, the odds, that's a long shot for yeah. her song selection on you know what? Better have my money. <laughs> I don't want to, I know we're on podcast, but I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> Begins with a B, ends with an H. Yeah. Better have my money. And I just thought when she came out with that song, I was like, all right, she's next level swagger yeah. on this right now. Like she comes out and she kind of had that game face on and, you know, the red outfit on and her dancers, you're too young probably, but, uh, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. I mean, if you've seen the Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation video, it is one of the best dancing collectives in unison of any music video of all time. And this reminded me of that. Um, these dancers with Rihanna had kind of a cross between jumpsuits on and what looked like the Michelin tire man. <laughs> like they were the the puffy Michelin tire guys, but <laughs> Boy, they could dance. Yeah. And it was a great show. Um, you know, again, they have eight minutes to get all of the staging ready. They have 13 minutes for the performance. And then they have seven minutes to get everything off the field. And this is a natural grass field. So you saw Jake Elliott, the kicker for the Eagles in the second half. He goes to kick the ball on a kickoff and he slips. So it definitely impacted the grass for the second half. I'm not going to say it changed the course of the game, but it definitely impacted the grass. Yeah, you know, two more stats on the halftime thing uh, with Rihanna. Uh, 24 hours, less than 24 hours after the show, she got 1.5 million new Instagram followers. Wow. And here's the one that blew my mind. Her her uh, beauty product, you know, Fenty Beauty. Searches were up 833, 833% searching for that product. Wow. So, well, and that was, I mean, when you have 118 million people watching and you could do that kind of product placement, yeah, man. And, and I'll bet you, I mean, I'm not a woman, but some of the pregnant women are going to be out there going, I need to know what Riri had on. I need <laughs> that outfit for when I'm pregnant. Right. Right. Um, but she had drip for days yeah. in that performance and just some iconic photos where she was on that elevated stage way up in the air and you just see the bright lights like a diamond. Yeah. Which, you know, she ended on, on that song, but uh, overall fantastic. It was Apple music's first year as the sponsor replacing Pepsi. And 
got to be pretty happy with 118.7 million people watching. What I want to see, and you and I should watch this for next week's show. What does this mean for the Apple Music bump? Like within the next week, within the next month, the next six months, like is Apple Music going to see 125% increase in people, you know, subscribing to Apple Music or downloading more music? Like I want to see what that Apple Music bump is, much like, you know, we might have been able to tell, oh, Pepsi sold, you know, X amount more product after the Super Bowl bump. Like, let's pay attention to the Apple Music. And if any of our listeners have those stats for us, uh, you know, hit me up on Twitter at SB Radio or DM me on IG at Sports Business Radio. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. This episode of Sports Business Radio is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy the fastest-growing fantasy app ever released, and the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio. And with early investors like Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and Jared Goff, I know that Underdog Fantasy is made for people like me who are on the go and want something quick, easy, and fun to play. And today, we've got a special offer for Sports Business Radio listeners. If you sign up to Underdog Fantasy using the promo code SBR, they're going to double your first deposit up to $100. No risk, no long-term commitment. Just sign up using promo code SBR and your first deposit is matched up to $100 for free. I already play Underdog Fantasy on the Underdog Fantasy app, but if I didn't, I'd use that free $100 and go for a pick'em contest where I can bet the over-under on individual players or team matchups. Or maybe the Best Ball Mania 3 contest worth $10 million in total prizes. All you have to do is draft a team for the season. No waivers, no lineups, no injury reports. Underdog Fantasy takes care of all of that for you. So do what I've been doing. Go to Underdog Fantasy, download the app, sign up with promo code SBR, and get started right away with a free match on your first deposit up to $100. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Let's look at some other things that happen here. The bets, Griggs. We always like the bets. So we just told you about the 11 to 1 for Rihanna's first song. An estimated $16 billion was expected to be bet on Super Bowl 57. That's up 25% from last year. And what do you think it's going to do next year when the Super Bowl is in? Las Vegas. Probably go up even more. But Vegas did really well with the Chiefs winning because most of the money was on the Eagles at minus one and a half. What Vegas didn't do well with was the over-under. Over-under was 50 and a half. Almost everyone bet the over and it went over. Two high-scoring offenses and it was 38-35. They didn't disappoint, so they crushed the over. Uh, Griggs, over-under on the National Anthem by Chris Stapleton. What do you think? Yeah, it was two minutes and six seconds. So I'm going to guess it was probably a little bit under what they were thinking. It was. Yeah. It was under. Um, you know, you kind of held that cord at the end as they were doing the flyby. Yeah. <laughs> but he was still under. So he got through it pretty quick. I, I I, didn't bet on it, but if I had, I probably would have bet the over and lost. Mm-hmm. So um, under on the national anthem. Um, Here were some other bets. We talked about the color of Gatorade. 
11 to 1 hit. One of the longest shots on the board for Gatorade, it was purple. I said green because I thought the Eagles would win and they do green, you know, lemon lime. Yeah. Um, but it was purple and purple hasn't been used in, in many years. So again, an upset, a long shot. Blue had been the color the last few years. So a lot of people bet on blue. How about this? I wish I would have bet on this. 25 to 1 on Jalen Hurts accounting for three or more touchdowns. Mm. He, he hit it. So if you bet on him to have three or more TDs, you got 25 to 1 coming back at you. Um, 20 to 1 odds on either one of the kickers doing a doink kick, <laughs> hitting the goalpost. And Butker did it on his first field goal attempt. He hit the game winner. Yeah. His first field goal attempt, doink. So you hit on 20 to 1. Everybody who plays to bet having anything to do with the sack on either side, goose egg. Yep. One of the only Super Bowls in history where there was no sack. It just shows you Mahomes and Hurts are elusive. They are tough to capture, and they were very good at throwing the ball away when they were being pressured. Um, both of them did that really well, and then both had long runs. I hate to say this, but... Uh, I lost on the Jalen Hurts under 49 and a half rushing yard. You had the over. Yep. Um, so, you know, God, by the end of like, by halftime, he had the over on the rushing yards. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what. So I did underdog fantasy. I took the gift that they gave us, the gimme of, will Jalen Hurts have basically one yard of offense? Of course. Yeah. So I took that and I matched it with, Travis Kelsey will score a touchdown. And Kelsey scored the first touchdown for the Chiefs. So, like, I had a winning ticket by halfway through the first quarter. I was I was loving life. <laughs> Too bad I could only bet 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won 60 bucks. <laughs> but, I mean, that would have been one. Like, if you could bet a 1000 bucks on that, man. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't so fortunate on my other underdog fantasy selections, like the Jalen Hurts. Uh, I did hit on Mahomes going under 314 total yards. Yeah, me too. Uh, Budker and Elliott tied when it came to field goals. They had one each. Uh, I did hit on A.J. Brown with more than five receptions. He had six. Yep. But then Miles Sanders didn't do squat for the Eagles running back. So, uh, you know, I lost on that. So I had three out of four on that ticket. But uh, anyways, it was fun playing underdog. Fantasy, how'd you do on your underdog fantasy? Yeah, we picked a few of those. And like you mentioned, we had the the gimme with the uh, Travis Kelsey. So we got that one. I picked the lower on Patrick going over 314 as well. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, I got the Jalen Hurts with the rushing over 49 and a half. And then same mm-hmm. with you, A.J. Brown over five receptions. And then I lost with Harrison Butker. I picked uh, he would have uh, higher than 1.5 field goals and he only had one. So The doink cost The doink cost me, yeah. I was mad at him. Okay, but you're not as mad as this guy. A better in New York City put $2.2 million on the Eagles minus one and a half. Mm. But there was another New York better. This is like just the dumbest bet, (laughs) but he won. He risked $35,000 on no kickoff or punt return for a touchdown. He won $2,500. Now, as you mentioned earlier, the guy from Kansas City, whose name is escaping me, 
almost took it to the house yeah. in the second half. They got him on like the five yard line. The other screwy thing is at the end of the game, the Chiefs didn't want to give the Eagles the ball back. So they're running for a touchdown and he kneels down on the one yard line. Right. Yeah. And they kick a field goal instead of the touchdown. So it didn't really affect the over. And I guess it didn't really affect the point spread because the Eagles were favored by one and a half. But, um, you know, it's certainly worth raising an eyebrow. And I would have taken the bird in the hand. I would have gone in and scored the touchdown and gone up seven and said, hey, you got to go to the length of the field. But, you know, that's why Andy Reid has won two Super Bowls and I've won none. <laughs> so he, he, he did what he probably should have done. And they ended up winning the game because Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball more than 25 yards downfield. So, uh, you know, that Hail Mary at the end of the game was not much of a Hail Mary because it only got to like the 25-yard yeah. line. It didn't even get to the end zone. Um, the other thing that happened that I took notice of, and this is now going to join the Michael Jordan crying meme as the second crying meme that everyone uses, is Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, crying during the national anthem. And look, it was a beautiful national anthem. Chris Gableton, I'm sure it's an emotional moment. But Fox decided we're going to zero in on Sirianni, and he just had the waterworks. He looked like uh, the guy in the movie Airplane, where the the yeah. it's just streaming <laughs> down his face. You're like, my God, his tear ducts are amazing. Like he he can really get the tears out. Yeah. Um. So not to make fun of him, but like you know you're going to see the Nick Sirianni crying meme alongside of the Michael Jordan crying meme from now on going forward. When people are looking for a crying meme related to sports, it's going to be Nick Sirianni. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I still think the Jordan one's the best one that I've seen ever. But I agree. Oh, like, of course, this one will definitely be a, a close second. Uh, one little tidbit too that I thought was cool. I heard the flyover for you know Jets, the first yep. all female flyover, which was pretty sweet. That's great. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little tidbit that I have never heard, and I heard that this morning. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. They, I didn't hear yeah. mention it on the broadcast, but pretty sweet. Yeah, that is really neat. Good stat there. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. Talent, hard work, focus, and determination got you here. Now take the right steps to prepare for your future and ensure that you stay at the top of your game, your business, your craft. Morgan Stanley Sports and Entertainment is a division of Morgan Stanley Wealth Management dedicated to serving the unique and sophisticated needs of elite and professional athletes, entertainers, executives, creators, and other top talent and professionals in the sports and entertainment industry. They deliver the education, strategies, and expertise you need to help advance your financial game plan at every stage of your career journey. They speak the language. They know your business. Morgan Stanley will work with you to achieve your goals. I've trusted Morgan Stanley with my personal wealth management for almost 20 years. Visit Morgan Stanley at morganstanley.com backslash G-S-E. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right. We talked a lot about the Super Bowl commercials last week. And as I told you a few minutes ago, $7 million is the cost for 30 seconds. So, I mean, some of these that we saw, Griggs, were a minute to a minute and a half. I mean, do the math on that. Yeah. 7, 14, 21, and that's just for the airtime. 
I felt like I was watching like the rebirth of the 80s and 90s in these commercials. Like every spot had a celebrity. We saw, um, my God, just so many different celebrities. But let's review the USA Today ad meter top 10. Okay, because we'll hit on some of these celebs that appeared in some of these spots. But this is kind of the, I'm going to say the Bible, but it's been used for years now as the rankings for how the Super Bowl spots turned out. Like everyone's trying to win the USA Today ad meter top 10 post Super Bowl. Kind of validates like, okay, we spent all this money. We put all this creative into it. We hired these expensive actors. Like, did we make the top 10? All right. Number 10 on the list. I feel like David Letterman. Rockstar by Workday. So you had Paul Stanley from Kiss, Billy Idol, Ozzy Osbourne, and it basically, the theme was, you know, be a rock star at work. And, you know, use Workday to find your talent and your HR and, you know, all this kind of stuff. I thought the ad, I mean, yes, I, I recognize those people. It was good to see they're still alive. Uh <laughs> after all the drugs they <laughs> invested in their life and the rock and roll lifestyle that they've lived. Uh, but I was just like, nah, it's not really talking to me. I agree. I think uh, that's a good point. They're still alive. And Ozzy, I don't know how that guy's still alive, but just I would have loved to be when he was doing his lines, like how many times they had to get him, because he has a tough time talking sometimes, to get yeah. him to speak those lines and actually spit them out clearly. <laughs> that would have been just epic to see. But uh, yeah, it was okay. Not my favorite. Yeah. He might be Weekend at Bernie's at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Weekend right. at Bernie's. And they just put him in this commercial. Exactly. All right. Number nine. Disney celebrates 100 years. Uh, this was a cool spot. But the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's 7 million. That's 14 million. That's $21 million. They just spent on just the airtime for that spot. Now, Disney has great creative. It was well, very well done and it was clever, but like I have Disney stock. I think my stock went down today just for how much they paid for that spot. Like were people, are they going to get more people to go to Disney and get Disney plus and embrace Disney because they spent $21 million on a damn Super Bowl commercial or did they really need to spend it? And would all those people have done those things anyways? I would say they probably would have done them all anyways. Did you really need to spend that much money on that long of a spot in the Super Bowl if you're Disney? Probably not. No, I think, uh, and that one, I mean, because Disney owns all the movie clips and everything they showed, they probably had a pretty lower end production, you know, budget for that because of, they didn't have to hire a bunch of people to do anything. But uh, yeah, 21 mil for the long spot. It was well done. It was cool. It was nostalgic. You saw a bunch of clips. You're like, oh yeah, that movie's great. Or, oh, the flyover, you know, going across the castle and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, probably not needed. All right, here's the real gut punch. This is like tone deaf to the nth degree. And again, I'm a stockholder, so, uh, you know, I guess I'll be careful what I say here. But they laid off 7,000 people last week, Griggs. Disney lays off 7,000 people. You're one of those people, you just got the pink slip. You're bummed. And you turn on the Super Bowl and you see, oh my God, Disney just spent 20, I mean, they could have kept those 7,000 people for just the 30 seconds of the spot, much less the 21 million in airtime that they spent. So if I was one of the people that got laid off by Disney, I'd be pretty upset. 
Yeah, that uh, crossed my mind as well because I just read that headline too. I'm like, hmm, wow, Disney's and Disney, Disney doesn't advertise every uh, every year in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're not like this where it's just a Disney. It's not. I don't think I, I remember last time I've seen a Disney spot other than like a movie trailer for you know Marvel or something. But yeah, that uh, that's a good point. I would be a little pissed. I think. Yeah. All right, number eight. And I got to be really careful here. <laughs> he gets us. See the eyes of the world through a child. Embrace Jesus. That was number eight on the list. I'm not going to give any more commentary than that. I did see some people on social media asking if Jesus himself paid for the ad. <laughs> like who paid for the airtime for the Jesus ad? Was it Jesus? Like who represents Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> who is the person who says we're running an ad in the Super Bowl for Jesus and we're unlocking the $7 million needed plus production costs to promote the big J. I, I don't know who makes these decisions. I am sure there's a story out there about this and the behind the scenes, but uh, I probably said too much. And I'm going to get myself in trouble. So it was number eight on the list. All right. Number seven on the list, T-Mobile Summer Nights. So Zach Braff, uh, Donald Faison, and John Travolta sing Summer Nights from Greece. Um, I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, John Travolta, I, I, I just... Who decided to put those three together? How is singing Summer Nights going to get me to go buy T-Mobile? Like, I just, there was a disconnect there. I, I'm i sure people liked it, and it's number seven on this list. I just wasn't feeling it great. Yeah, I was the same way, too. I, I didn't I didn't get the mesh with those those actors. I just didn't feel the vibe of it, and it's it's kind of it's almost too much of a throwback like let's get something new like why are we going way back to a grease song again that's been so done so done and then the tying into t-mobile what does it have to do with t-mobile we're not even in the summer either like it's not like we're in the middle of august and we're singing about summer nights like i don't sing it either I, I don't like that one i didn't like how the whole vibe of that one just didn't flow but by the way if you're any one of those three and you're getting a big payday to be in a super bowl spot and you're relevant during right. the super bowl like sign me up yeah yeah by the way, if anyone ever wants to hire Griggs and I for a Super Bowl <laughs> spot, we're all we're all here. Maybe Jesus can hire us. I mean, someone, <laughs> someone. If Ozzy Osbourne is getting hired, uh, you know, we can we can read the script pretty clearly and do it and get through it quickly. <laughs> uh, all right, number six on the list: Miles Teller and his wife Kaylee and their dog Bugsy were on hold and they drank Bud Light, danced around and, you know, Miles Teller is known for dancing around and, you know, they're a cute couple and they have a cute dog and uh, did it make me want to go drink a Bud Light? Not really. Um, but it was fine. Like, I had no problem with it, but again, it, it didn't make me like go, oh, uh, next commercial I'm running to the store to go buy a 12-pack of Bud Light. I, I just... Again, a little bit of a disconnect, but, um, you know, cute. Miles Teller's hot after being in Maverick with Tom Cruise. And um, so, and he's a big Eagles fan. So he probably wasn't happy at the end, but he, I'm sure he was happy for the payday from Bud Light. I'm sure 
he, Kaylee, and, and Bugsy got some nice money for being in the Bud Light commercial, wouldn't you guess? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I, I giggled a little bit. I think everybody's always had that, you know, what do we do when the phone's on hold, you know? And that was kind of a creative take on, oh, let's just dance. And I think they kind of spun off with his, you know, piano playing and singing in Maverick, who, uh, you know, he has that scene in the bar. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, cute commercial. Anytime you got a dog involved, people like watching. Uh, so I think I, that one I see a little bit more of the, the point of it. But uh, yeah, not on my top 10. I remember the part with the dog that you just mentioned. Yeah. All right. Number five, popcorners. Product. Snack. It was a reunion of the Breaking Bad cast. A lot of people love Breaking Bad. Uh, I thought it was clever and, and pretty funny. But, you know, again, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm running out to go buy popcorn. And that's, again, isn't the ultimate motivation for the advertisers. You want to have your product, A, remembered, and B, you want people to buy it. Like, you're spending a ton of money for product awareness. Don't you want people to buy your product? So everything that we've mentioned so far I can't think of one thing on the list where, uh, you know, I'm like, ooh, I got to run out and and buy that. Number four on the list, maybe I would run out and buy this because I'm in the East right now. Dunkin' Donuts. Ben Affleck working the drive-thru with a cameo at the end by Jayla wanting to know, like, is this where you're going to work every day? And this is what you're doing with your days? And I thought it was funny. It was a good way to start. I was like, ooh. Maybe we might get off on the right foot here with some Super Bowl ads. And then I felt like it was mostly downhill from there. But clever spot. And, um, you know, Ben Affleck and, and J-Lo are pretty big stars. Frankly, I'm surprised that, you know, I know Duncan is a Boston-based company. So Ben Affleck is from Boston. Maybe he knows someone there and kind of did him a, a favor. But, like, those are two pretty big stars. Like a lot of the stars in the commercial were washed up and you're like, oh, okay, well, they need a payday. Did J-Lo and Ben Affleck and Bradley Cooper, even Ben Stiller and Steve Martin, do they need the money that bad where they're going to do these corny Super Bowl commercials? I don't know. Again, I'll do it, but I'm not Ben Affleck or J-Lo. Like they, they print money. They sleep on money. So, um, but it was a, it was a clever uh, spot. All right. Amazon saving Sawyer. Did you see that commercial with the dog? Yep. And the dog was home with the family during the pandemic. And then the pandemic's over and the family goes to school and goes to work and the dog's home alone and eats everything in sight and tears up all the furniture. And then the commercial ends with them saving Sawyer by getting Sawyer a dog friend. And you think when they bring the carrier out, they're going to ship Sawyer off to, you know, who knows where, but not the house anymore because he tore it up. And instead they bring Sawyer a friend. I thought it was cute. I did remember, you know, Amazon, right? Like you remember what their product is and, and, you know, I could see utilizing the service to have a dog trait shipped in or a dog shipped in. Like it, it made sense, right? Yeah. I think, you know, in my years of radio and schooling and everything, they always told you tension in a commercial is good. That one kind of has that, oh, no, we're not going to give the dog away, are we? And then the last, right. they swoop in with the, oh, that's awesome. And then you remember, you're yeah. happy, you leave happy, Amazon smile. I thought it was kind of interesting, too, though. That's, I think that was a 60-second. We didn't even know it was Amazon until about the last 10 seconds of it. So that was kind of interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. All right. 
my favorite commercial, and it was number two on the ad meter list, the NFL. The NFL has run some of the best spots in these Super Bowls in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you remember the one where, uh, you know, they had the ball and everyone's running on the fancy tables at the function and fumbles and throwing the ball. And it's all the legend and current day players that are in that spot. Really clever. Not this was called run with it. And the, you know, the commercial starts with, uh, Aaron Andrews of Fox interviewing flag football star, Diana Flores, who is, I think in high school and basically you know, Aaron Andrews can't get her flag off of her and she just starts running and she's chased by NFL players. At the end, she's even chased by her mom. But it was very clever. Uh, you know, it shows how girls are empowered. The commercial ends where she's running down the street. And she's got all these women behind her. Cool cameo by Billie Jean King mm-hmm. uh, opening the door, the car door and and stopping someone who was chasing Diana Flores. But uh, I thought it was clever. It showed empowerment for women it had a message to it it was cleverly done what do you think yeah i agree i think the last especially two three four super bowls the nfl has really done some really cool creative i still my favorite's the one you mentioned with the running through the house and breaking everything and throwing the ball to all the stars that i mean that's iconic i think for the nfl but they they do a really good job and like you said good message on this one good idea it it flowed well i like how they used Darren Anders kind of tied in fox the broadcast partner so yeah, I think uh, NFL has been doing really well with their creative. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. 5G is here. Is your stadium ready? From an immersive fan experience to efficient game day operations, 5G is transforming sports and entertainment. If you're ready to jumpstart your 5G transformation, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is one of the largest operators of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., They provide stadiums and arenas with state-of-the-art 5G networks and support teams across the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and NCAA. I'm constantly interacting with sports executives, and the reason they love working with Boingo is because Boingo manages 5G and Wi-Fi networks end-to-end, offloading very stretched IT teams. Whether your stadium is looking to support mobile ticketing, cashless payment, or connected operations, Boingo has you covered. But don't just take it from me. Their customers include world-class venues like Soldier Field, State Farm Arena, Petco Park, and University of Louisville. Boingo in 5G. Now that's what I call a win-win. For a limited time, Boingo has a special offer for sports business radio listeners. They're offering a free 5G assessment for your stadium or arena. To get started, simply email sbradio at boingo.com and mention this podcast. That's sbradio at boingo.com. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right. The number one spot, according to USA Today Ad Meter, the Farmer's Dog, which is a dog food company, it's called Forever. There, the dog and his owner have made history by becoming the first dog and the first dog food company to win the ad meter. Uh, the Journey Through Life is scored by Lee Fields' classic song, Forever. Um, Griggs, it was really cool. You know, like we've all 
Most of us have owned dogs. You get them when they're puppies. They're going with you through the stages of life as this dog bear did with his owner. And it was just like you said earlier, dogs in a commercial are always going to tug at your heartstrings. This one was very well done. Um, and it won USA Today's ad meter. And I bet you they didn't have to pay, bear the dog as much <laughs> as they had to pay some of the other celebrities. So score for the farmer's dog. And I'll bet you there were a lot of people out there today ordering food for their dog from the farmer's dog because they're like, you know what? That was a cool. Well, see, and that's what we talk about. I think that one made you want to go check that out because it's not a big name brand. Like I hadn't heard much about that right. until that ad. Yeah. And instantly you're Googling it, you're finding it out. So I think that's a good, good example of a spot turning into getting customers or at least getting searches and getting on their website because I'm sure they're going to go up with that for sure. All right. Uh, the two ads that I remembered the most, because again, if the litmus test is, do you remember the ad and would you use the product? The two ads that I remembered the most. First, the Google Pixel phone. Giannis was in the commercial. Amy Schumer was in the commercial. But people are like, oh, I divorced my husband. I'm taking him out of the picture. Oh, I broke up with this person. I'm taking them out of the picture. Oh, this person was photobombing us. I'm taking them out of the picture. Like, you're like, this is a really cool technology. You know, it can make a blurry picture clear. Like, you were just watching this commercial going, this is, this is really cool. And, um, you know, it was memorable. You're like, if I want a phone that does all those things, I'm going to go get the Google pixel phone. The other one. And I thought this was brilliant actually, is there's a company called Dexcom and it helps people with diabetes. And Nick Jonas, the musician has diabetes and he put the little chip on his arm it's like a little sticker. It looks like one of those patches you put on your arm if you're trying to stop smoking. Yeah. Um, and this has all these, you know, analytics in it and it pairs with your smartphone. And if you're someone who has diabetes, you can manage your glucose levels and, and things like that. But the commercial was cool. The technology was cool. And I was like, all right, if I had diabetes or knew someone with diabetes, like this stands out to me. So again, if the objective is, is your product memorable? And would I actually buy it? To me, the Google Pixel and Dexcom, those were the two most memorable products to me. But we saw, you know, Will Ferrell, Bradley Cooper and his mom, um, the Michelob Ultra commercial with Alex Morgan as Lacey Underalls. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we saw Steve Martin and Ben Stiller and we saw all of these celebrities. And at the end of the day, was it worth paying them? Serena Williams, like, good for that. Kudos to them. And again, I would take the money too. But like, if you're Bradley Cooper, if you're Serena, it, I don't know. At what point do you look like you're selling out? Yeah. I think Ozzy Osbourne and Paul Stanley uh, definitely look like they were selling out. What do you think, Greg? <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. And I agree with you. I think, yeah, I mean, which one are you going to watch the ad and be like, I got to go drink that beer. I got to go drive that car. Does it matter who's trying to sell it on TV? Probably not. I mean, if you know what beer you're going to drink, you're going to go drink it. I don't think it matters if Serena's drinking it or not. You know what I mean? Or, or if Will right. Ferrell's driving it in an elf costume. I just don't. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> right. Or if Will Ferrell's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. The next two Super Bowls, Las Vegas next year, New Orleans the year after. We're going to wrap in a minute. 
um, cause I know Griggs has to, has to run, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention some huge trades in the NBA. Cause we didn't mention them last week. And these are like, you know, landscape shifting trades in the NBA. So Kevin Durant traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns in a blockbuster. You rarely see future Hall of Famers traded. They may sign as a free agent like Durant did with the Nets, but you rarely see them traded. It's really, you have to go all the way back to Shaq years ago when he was traded from the Lakers to the Heat to say, when's the last future Hall of Famer that's still like in his prime? He's not at the end of his career washed up like Allen Iverson when he was traded from the uh, Sixers to the Nuggets. Um, this is a big deal. And four number one picks, four first round picks, uh, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. And I don't know if any owner in sports history has had a better or more explosive first day than Matt Ishbia, yeah. the owner of the Phoenix Suns, who just bought the team for $4 billion for Robert Sarver. He didn't pay all of the money on his own because there's minority owners too. But like he gets the team on trade deadline day and basically says, Go get me Kevin Durant. And they did. So um, that's a big deal. The Suns are now the Western Conference favorites. Kyrie Irving traded to the Dallas Mavericks from the Nets. And the Nets actually got a decent haul based on that. But all right. I think most people would agree that the Nets' big three of KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, a colossal failure. Griggs, how many games... Did the three of them play in together combined? You're you're never gonna guess this. Seventeen. Ooh, dang, you were close. Sixteen games. The three of them played in combined. How many games did KD and Kyrie, who joined forces in 2020, how did how many did they play over three seasons? I think it was three seasons. I'll go like uh, 64, 74 games. And at the end of the day. All right, they traded Harden, they traded KD, and they traded Kyrie. Here's what they received. This is the total haul. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, who they traded away, Cam Johnson, and seven first-round picks. You never get fair value when you trade superstars. They traded three of them. That's what they got back. And no offense to any of those players that I just named, but they're not superstars. So you're getting pennies on the dollar when you trade a superstar. And when you turn over your franchise to a superstar, like the Lakers have done with LeBron, and yes, LeBron just broke the scoring record, but you know they basically sold their soul and some really good young players to make LeBron happy. This is what happened. So look, Phoenix's window is now. KD gets hurt. Chris Paul is old. Devin Booker gets hurt. The window is now. There's no window next year. The year after, like, this is the window now. Matt Ishbia, the new owner, just pushed all of his poker chips to the middle of the table and said, go win it this year. And that's what they're going to have to do. So we'll see. You think they're going to do it? Or you think, like, Denver or Golden State or someone like that is going to prevent them from even getting out of the West? Well, that's the thing. The West definitely got better in these mega trades for sure and more competitive. Yeah. But it, like you mentioned, it's the injury factor. Like, are those big three in Phoenix going to play together? Booker hasn't played five games in a row this season, I don't think. I mean, the guy's been hurt every other minute. So are we going to have those three actually playing down the stretch going into the finals here? So, I mean, if they're all playing, I don't know who's going to beat them. 
Yeah. And KD's her right now. Like yeah. he hasn't played for the Suns yet. Right. So we'll see. All right. A quick plug. Next week's guest on Sports Business Radio, Martin Jarmond. He is the athletic director for UCLA. You're going to love this conversation. This is big time college athletics. They are moving to the Big Ten Conference. I've got a lot of questions about who's traveling to the Midwest and the East and when. Is it just football and and basketball? Is it all the sports? Um, There's a lot of history and heritage at UCLA. How does that help them with recruiting? Do the students today pay attention to that? Uh, We'll talk about mental health, talk about NIL, lots of topics to come up with uh, Martin Jarmond, who is, I mean, he was 37 when he was hired as the athletic director at Boston College. And then he went to UCLA in 2020 and uh, they got to deal with the Jordan brand and, you know, big things going on at UCLA. So you'll enjoy that conversation next week. Griggs, this was fun. Always fun to talk about a Super Bowl recap. And uh, we'll see you next week for the big interview with Martin Jarmond of UCLA. Yeah, I'm excited about the UCLA one because, uh, man, they're just that brand has been iconic for years, and they just continue to grow and and uh, yeah, moving moving conferences is always fun to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we did our show from UCLA a few years ago with B Diddy, Baron Davis, right at the Anderson Business School, and that was fun. That's a beautiful campus, and I got to say, like I know we were just at Duke, and you know I went to Loyola Marymount. I think UCLA's uniforms are amongst the sharpest uniforms. Those colors and yep. just their uniforms are solid. And when they did the deal with the Jordan brand, I was like, okay, you got the Jordan brand and you got UCLA's colors. Like this is going to look nice. And it does. Yeah. UCLA, they are iconic uniforms. They're kind of like the Notre Dames, but UCLA, that powder blue and that yellow is just, you can't go wrong. And the gold helmets for football. Yeah. I agree. One of the best, if not the best in college. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us right here on Sports Business Radio. When it comes to your health and longevity, you hold nothing back. You understand what it means to push harder, reach farther, and go the extra mile. This relentless drive runs in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to build strength, speed recovery, and optimize your health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. And when you connect Inside Tracker with your Fitbit or Garmin, you'll also unlock real time recovery pro tips after you complete your workout. It's like having your own personal trainer and nutritionist in your pocket. For a limited time, you can get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash SBR. That's insidetracker.com forward slash SBR. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our team at Sports Business Radio Brian Griggs, Josh Blank, Ryan Nakajima, and Our friends at CG Sports who power Sports Business Radio, CG Young, Matt Amerlin, Nicole Wardle, and Calvin Wirtz. I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. 
This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions. GriggsProductions.com.